and welcome to the J Train Podcast with J Train Jared Free coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right, every Monday we read your emails, we hear your stories, we commiserate over your problems, and that's because you are a fantastic listener. Let me thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, and that's really how this whole thing works. You know it, I say it every week, and I'm thanking you for it, but that's, that's also a signal to continue to do that. Let people know. And people, I'm on the road. I'm going to give you some tour dates. We're going to be on the road, people. San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Omaha, Salt Lake City, Kansas City, Denver, Columbus, Newark, and Nashville. So jaredfree.com for tickets. Get those tickets, jaredfree.com. Um, and, you know, otherwise... You know, you guys have been great. I'm hearing from you on the podcast. It really means a lot. I'm meeting you a lot on the road. It's a, what a journey we are we are on together. And just keep telling a friend, make it your Instagram story. I love when you make it your Instagram story because let me explain that. That's a passive way to tell a lot of people. It's not like you're rattling their cages. You're not telling them, hey, you gotta, it doesn't make you a fan, a fan person, fan man or woman or whatever you identify as. It just makes you someone who supports the show. And I consider it payment. That, to me, that's like a dollar bill. I would say there's different levels of payment. You know, there, there's a jar that's in front of my podcast and you can put in whatever you'd like. Sometimes it's a penny, just a like. Sometimes it's a quarter. That's you subscribing. Eh, subscribing, I would put above. I'd put more than a quarter. I'd say a subscription is like a dollar a month in in perpetuity. And then I would say, you know, then then it's Instagram story is more like a like a like a like a one time Finsky just throwing a five at me. You know, see see how I relate to these things. So I want you guys to. Make sure you share the show. Let people know. Send it to the group chat. And and listen, those tour, those road dates, I'm doing stand-up. I'm all over this great country of ours. Very excited about today's guest. Um, an OKP to the show. Been on before, but way back, uh, back in the catalog. Very excited to have them back. Uh, co-host of the Guys We Fuck podcast. They have a new special called Our Special Day that's out on YouTube for you to watch literally right now. Christina Hutchinson, thank you for coming on. Hello. Thanks for having me, Jared. Good to see you. It's good to see you. How are you? How is uh how your guys we fucked it, it went by, you know, paywall to the paywall world and now you you're back. We're, you know, is it is that weird? It is. We went behind the paywall for our community. You didn't go anywhere. You went behind for your own sanity. You, you didn't yeah. go anywhere, but then this paywall thing, because like I have Patreon. I, you know, I have a Patreon where, you know, there's a very big difference between the Patreon. Like I meet them at shows and people who are on Patreon, they'll go, I'm a Patreon person. Like they, they, and I love hearing that from them. And it's like, we definitely have a different connection than, you know, someone who kind of listen, comes in and out of J Train podcast universe, so to speak. And listen, I think both of those answers are correct. There's nothing wrong with either of those. You must have that type of thing in a whole different type of way. And and you said you went for your sanity. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it was difficult uh, being on iTunes where just anybody could watch and listen or listen rather than not watch. But uh, one of the hard parts about it was my mom, who I'm not speaking to at the moment, could okay. just pick up her phone and listen to what I was saying, and I'm very, Corinne and I made a promise to each other at the very beginning of the podcast, we were gonna be very honest and upfront. 
uh, about our lives when it came to sex dating relationships. And so as the podcast grew, we were like, you sure you still want to do that? And we're like, yeah, no, we said we would. And uh, and then I had friends would text me because they would go, why didn't you tell me this on the podcast? Why did I have to hear it on the podcast? And you didn't tell it to me to my face first. And I'm like, ah, I'm busy. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't mean to keep things. So I got a lot of friends and family angry with me and uh, that hurt. And so uh, just to preserve our own sanity, when, when Luminary came along, that deal took a whole year to do. So we were mm. in discussions about that for a long time. Because it's a lot to think about. When you go behind a paywall and all of a sudden you're asking people to pay for something that they've been getting for free, uh, a lot of them are going to get pissed off at you. And so I'm a people pleaser. And that was a really good learning lesson for me of like, well, you know, thank God I'm calling partners with Corinne. Because she's like, you know she's more steadfast in her not giving a fuck. Well, um, I, it's funny. I'd never even thought of my mom having access to these podcasts, even though she does. And I'm, and both my parents are probably, are definitely subscribed because as I mentioned before, the whole, you know, um, um, the whole co compensation currency that we live in, that maybe someone who doesn't do podcasts, you know, lives in, you know, it's almost more understandable to the everyday, you know, person that goes to a job every day that, you know, five bucks a month gets me this thing. And yeah. to, uh, you know, to me where I'm not in the paywall world, it's just like, I have to, I feel the need to explain to people. Like I have people that message me on Instagram all the time. They're like, love watching The Batch with you and then they don't follow. And I'm like, yeah, you just, how how can I capture you to create an income? Like I, I and I, and, and it's like, and it sounds so badly because, and I'm sure someone is listening to this, eye rolling me. And it's like, to them, I would say, I would never eye roll how you get compensated. And, exactly. you know, so, but, but I understand I do also understand this subject becomes annoying for people because you, no one else has to explain, you know, yeah. and, and, and then I get down this road of like, if I'm explaining, then I'm explaining to someone who is never going to come to a show or you go to Patreon or going to uh, be the reason, you know, but I do need them as a number on a page for when the next time, you know, Coors Light says, Hey, can you make a video uh, on your Instagram stories and get paid for that? You know, it comes, we're, and, and, and it's like some, it, the hard part is to say to people, if you enjoy your creators, if you enjoy someone's material, like if I, I've, I listen to podcasts, if I was just like dipping in without subscribing to podcasts, I would feel like a jerk, yeah, but I know, I would, but I understand it, you know? Yeah. Cause you realize like the consumer isn't really versed in it. Like the way we are, but no, the same they don't have to be. Other, there's no other profession that you, you, you you would dare question why they want money for doing their job. You <laughs> yeah. just wouldn't or question it. So comedians get comedians get scrutinized for everything. We're, we're yes. more scrutinized. We're held to higher stakes of accountability than politicians. Well, it's also, it's because, and it comes back to what you're talking about. It's because if, because we're honest yeah. and, you know, and people know the basis of what we do is in they're giving their opinion. Most people, you don't have to hear their opinion. You know, it's not a part, you know, you know, you don't have to, you, you hear a song, you go, oh, it's just a nice melody. It's not, you know, it might be a song about a breakup, but you don't think of it that way. If I say on stage, hey, I just broke up with my girlfriend, that is me telling you I just broke and you have to react to that. So I think people get ultimately offended by that, you know, and, and, oh, I'm hearing exactly what this person thinks, but I, I, 
were you naming names in a way that friends because i listen i'm talking about my dating life my you know my life but i i do understand there's a way to i've had issues in the once or twice that i like feel horrible about and i do understand like feel actually horrible about and and then i try to be better for the next time to speak in a way that protects the innocent so to speak it's rough when you when you're used to talking for an hour and a half at least a week every mm-hmm. single week for the last eight years you're gonna say some shit that you're not filtering you're gonna talk yes. about something because I, I have a i have a tricky relationship with guilt and uh I, I would go back and forth between wanting to talk about something somebody who like my ex-boyfriend sued me after i broke up mm-hmm. with him. and i i even had trouble talking about that at first because because I'm like, ah, you know, this isn't the best of him. Like, this is just, you know, when people are dumped, the worst version of themselves comes out to play. Sure. And, uh, well, what was he suing you for? Uh, <laughs> he was suing me. He was really suing me for dumping me, for dumping him. But what he said on the paperwork that his lawyer sent us was he wanted compensation for all the times that he had edited our podcast we got kicked off the stand-up new york podcast network when we refused to sign their contract that was way mm-hmm. too demanding they basically wanted 10 percent of everything we did based off of the success of guys we fucked because they saw that it was hitting and we're like you're not our manager we're not doing that we'll do the traditional split the 70 30 split that's what we'll yeah do. no no talk at the 10 percent, but everything else we're good with and they're like okay see ya and we're like oh word okay yeah and yeah. so when we left i had been dating my then boyfriend for two years at the time and he was a director. He was a one-man production crew. He knew about editing audio. He worked in the music industry. So he was like, oh, I'll help you edit. And we weren't making money. We hadn't done ads yet because we never signed that contract. So the podcast was extremely successful, but we were broke. Uh, but you know, we wanted to keep the momentum going. And so he edited it for a couple months, and then we finally started doing ads, and that's when we started paying him. So we want to back pay for all those times that he he edited the podcast where we didn't pay him. Then he wanted double the amount of money for the the times that he did invoice us and we paid him. And he also there was one tour video he did um, for free because he's my boyfriend. Um, he mm. was my boyfriend, and we've been dating for like four years at the time. And he had he had an idea for this opening tour video, and he edited it together. It was fucking great. It was really good. He wanted money for that. Uh, even I mean, though, this is know, this is under the the this is under the you know the the subject title of mixing business with relationships. Yeah, and I will never. Ne- I finally understand that that's just well, never something I'm ever going to do. It goes, and it's interesting, you know, going back to comedy and like what, you know, you're just trying to figure out how do we get this stuff out there as quick as possible in a way that's, you know, you know, the the money's efficient and working for us. And you got this boyfriend, you're like, well, why not? We love each other. We're doing great. And then, and then shit goes in the can. I mean, I, you know, anyone out there, it's like. Why wouldn't you date the person at work? Like there, there's so many times we get emails here. It's like, why wouldn't I? It's like, well, let's not live in fucking Cinderella land. Let's yeah. live in a land where lawsuits exist, where, you know, like, you I know, know. We, you know love reality. is great, you know, yeah. but so you have a special, you and Corinne put out a special and yeah. you and to, to preview, Corinne's going to be on next week. So we, we get double the special push. So yeah. we want... um. Everyone to go to YouTube, youtube.com slash guys we fucked. Go to the YouTube. Go without right now. Without the without the what? It's yeah, youtube.com slash guys we fucked, but there's no you and fucked. 
because we can't spell it all out. So that's the URL. Is that crazy that I read it off of your? That's so insane that like I, I feel dyslexic. I read it off it of was your thing. One now. <laughs> well, I read it off your thing and I like I didn't even catch that. Um, so it's guys we fuck with no you in the in the fuck. So YouTube.com. But I'm sure if you search guys we fucked, it's called our special day. It's also mm-hmm. all over Christina's Instagram at Christina right. Hutch. Go follow. Go follow right now. Explain it because I, I watched it. It's great. It's like a hybrid stand up podcast special. Yeah, so Corinne and I had been touring for uh, about five years, and we've uh, we've uh, done three separate iterations of our touring show. It always involved her and I doing half-hour stand-up comedy sets, uh, mm. and then the thing that would be rotating was at the top and the bottom of the of the show each night. We would do an interactive bit with the audience. So uh, on the special, we took the two that we loved doing the most, uh, mm-hmm. which was seven minutes in therapy, where we just set a timer and do speed round therapy and try and solve as many people's problems as we can. We are very lucky to have an audience that will tell us everything in front of yeah. a group of strangers. They don't give a fuck. And I enjoy that so much. So so we got to do that at the top of the special. And then at the bottom, we we wrapped with one of my favorite segments, which is sexting theater, where we just ask uh, somebody to take a recent sexting conversation, scroll up to where wherever they think we should start. They hand us their phone and we do a theatrical reading of it. Love it. So everyone go to youtube.com slash guys. We fucked no you in the fucked. And it's on, you know, go to Christina's uh, Instagram. It's all there at Christina Hutchinson. Just going on the road. Christina Hutchinson.com at Christina Hutch on Instagram. Our special day. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Am I the other one? Feather, feather. I'm going to get straight into it. Just for under four years, I was on and off with a guy who, two years ago on Valentine's Day, finally told me he loved me and was ready to commit. Unfortunately, fate wasn't on our side, and his mother passed away, leaving us in a tough situation, which led him to breaking up with me five months later. I've known him since I was 15, now 30, and I loved him more than I have ever loved anyone. His best girl mate, who he met at uni, who called I'm, I'm guessing this is coming from abroad his best when, when they say uni i'm like okay this ain't yeah. ohio you're not his from best, around here no his best girl mate who he met at uni who people call the female him quote unquote briefly dated him also before we got together they also broke up in unfortunate circumstances another bereavement Since we broke up, they've now got together. Here's the kicker. On Saturday, I went to a party, saw him for the second time since we broke up. The first time I saw him, we slept together. He was single. And the second time, this Saturday, uh, and and the second time, this Saturday, we also slept together. His girlfriend is working in America for six months, and he said they're testing out being open for the last time before they start their life together. The question, I mean, this is, I mean, how many details? The question is, am I the other woman? I said on Saturday, I never thought this would happen again. And he said, never say never. It was incredible. And I can't stop thinking about it, but. uh, uh, Can't stop thinking about it, but no. When his girlfriend comes back from Australia, that's probably it. Or I thought he said America. AUS, is that, I thought that was Australia. AUS is Australia, yeah. Yeah, but the. His girlfriend is working in America six months. Okay. When his girlfriend comes back from America, that's probably it. Am I being used? He also said on Saturday he missed me in his life and wants us to be friends. But then why sleep with me? I realize this is super long, so understand if it's too complicated, uh, but good to get down on paper. Come to London, please. Okay, so they're in London. Well, one thing Corinne and I say on the podcast uh, where we, we dole out this piece of advice a lot and it originated with her telling Corinne giving me advice. No grown man wants to be your friend. 
-hmm. Okay. So that's, he doesn't want to be your friend. He just wants to fuck. And he wants, he wants to have his cake. He needed to, I recently realized, like learned what that phrase actually meant. Cause I was confused about it my whole life. Also people keep dying right as he's getting into relationships. And then he's like breaking up with his current girlfriend. I just feel like, I don't think this guy should be in a relationship. And it also recently dawned on me that you don't have to work hard to be loved. And so now that I understand that um, life's a lot easier. And now all I can see are like, glaring examples of other people doing it. So it, it very much mm. stuck out to me that this woman was trying way too hard to make a relationship work. It's not he, when, when a relationship works, it's seamless. It's not it's not that rocky for four years. She, that's insane. She's also buying every excuse like yeah. like that's the big thing is like it's really, you know, when she says all I needed to hear was and, and this is the pro the problem is the realistic people sound like jerks. Like, you know, like if you're realistic, you sound like an asshole and you actually sound like you have no empathy because like, look at this, this line. He loved me was ready. Uh, okay. For just under four years, I was on and off with a guy. Okay. We're already got problems. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't taking off. You guys were sputtering to a takeoff. And then two years ago on Valentine's day, which is a Valentine's day. Isn't a, more often than not, Valentine's Day beginning your relationship is a um, you're giving into a relationship. You're not aspiring to one. Right. You, you know, like it's, it's usually like fine, I'll do it. You know, because <laughs> Valentine's Day, like, and I'm just I'm looking at clues in her email, and and yeah. I'm just and I'm only saying this because of what you're saying is totally true. Like this guy doesn't. We both are sitting here going, this guy ain't it. This ain't, they ain't, if ain't it. If a guy wants you, you will know. You yeah, it will and, be so clear. And she's looking to believe everything except what is actually like the truth, you know, like and and she's expect she's making the exception the rule. And it's like so she goes uh -huh. so so they commit for uh, two years ago on Valentine's Day finally told me he loved me and was ready to commit. And then it becomes unfortunately fate was on our wasn't on our side. His mm -hmm. mother passed away, leaving us in a tough situation would led him to break up with me 5 months later. Okay. That, that his mom, you know, this wasn't fate. No. He made a decision. Yeah. I want to handle my mom's death without you, not mm -hmm. with you. And mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do with like People, you know, relationships make it through deaths all the time. So like. And absolutely. It makes you closer. You're, you're bonding. You're building a more sturdy foundation. That's a huge event that's going to happen. If you ever get married, odds are your partner's parents will die and you will experience going through the bereavement process with them. He didn't like you enough to want that to happen. And it's not personal. And this isn't to say that like a death can and can be what starts the wheels moving on why a relationship breaks up. That's the problem with dating, talking about dating stuff is like one person comes from the woodwork and goes, well, my marriage ended because of a death. And it's like, this guy's using that very real story to create a fantasy that we can't work. And, and then it, what even enforces this is then the girlfriend goes away and very con everything's convenient. Conveniently, they're in an open thing until she gets back. And, you know, I want you in my life. It, this guy's living in the land of convenience. At every turn, yes. he did the most convenient thing. Blame the breakup on his death. And getting away with it. And getting away with it. So I would love to live in a world where a man like that would just feel comfortable, comfortable enough to say, 
hey, look, I don't care about you to want to commit. And I kind of just want you there because I'm lonely. I so oh, wish we lived in a world it, where people just said what they were doing. <laughs> but the reality is you you already know what's happening. And so you can put your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 this is great. But, you know, you, you're going to stop kidding yourself today. You're going to stop kidding yourself four more years of back and forth. I mean, which one it, do you want? It's... I hear what you're saying and it's the easy for us to say like it's hard you know we want a guy to say I like you being around but I don't want to marry you and it's like right. that is a horrific thing to say to someone and and it doesn't get taken with oh oh okay cool I don't see uh, oh I just oh because because what it becomes is oh you don't think I'm marriage material that's not what he's saying mm -hmm. he's saying he enjoys you he's attracted to you he and honestly like I'm not we can't speak for this other woman. It doesn't sound like they're going to come in either. I mean, this is no. his issues, but I think for her, she writes, am I being used? You're not, you're being you're using yourself. Yeah, totally. You're, I mean, you're that's, allowing that's yourself answer. to be, used. you're consenting to it. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. No one can dick you around without your consent. Yeah. No one can dick you around unless you allow that to happen. And it's the way that we often allow that to happen in the way that I, maybe I'm just projecting with my issues here, but uh, is turning a blind eye and being willfully ignorant to being dicked around. That's my fucking, that's my move. I know that well, move all too well. And then what she ends up doing, and this is the hard part is like, what, what, what the saddest part is she's going to be like, what, what you end up doing is like, um, it's like what people do with stuff when they invest in something. Mm -hmm. If it goes down in price, they go, well, once it gets back to even, then I'll get out. Right. And then, in, you, you know, to make back, if you lose 50% of your investment, you now have to make 100% to get back to where you were before. So this person is in a world, I could see what happens. They're going to go, they've already counted two years plus four years. It's been this much time. You got to leave this. Yes. It, it, you're not going to get the time back. You're never going to get the time back. Like learn from it. Let it die unsubscribe unfollow you got to move on this guy has you intoxicated by his snake oil salesman i was gonna just say his you know what's the most intoxicating part about it probably from her end the what if because yeah. there's no finite there's he's not putting his foot down and he's not saying i don't i don't want this to work or the, the, he's not saying what's happening and so it's up to her to 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 reveal the truth to herself it, it, it's a out. it's a really tough thing because a lot of the women that I've dated, they want hate me or love me. And 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 this guy, he's fine with you. Yeah. And you're gonna have to live with leaving fine to find good, you know? Mm -hmm. J train podcast at gmail.com, J train podcast at gmail.com here with Christina Hutchinson. Guys, we fucked. It's back, people. You you get it seven days after it comes out on all platforms. Go, go, go. Our special day. It's on YouTube right now on their YouTube station at Christina Hutch to find all the links. Here we go. I like this one. This is a high level dating question. I think you're the perfect guest for this email. Jay. My friend and I were discussing dating apps and men and women's experiences on them. So are you in a relationship now? Uh, no, I was. I have some dating app profiles that I have since neglected after making the profile. So you're on the apps, but not really keeping I, track? I, I, I'm trying to force myself to be on the apps. And every time I do it, I'm like, I don't like being here. But yeah, I, I actually got set up with somebody the other day, like a, a mutual friend of uh, me and this guy set us up and that's how I like dating. I like either doing that or going out into the wild into a bar because then my body will be able to tell me who I'm attracted to. Very Well, easy. it's the most the most accessible accessible is the worst option. 
Uh-huh. Like to me, like dating apps are just, you know, and it's funny that you're saying like I should force myself. But like 20 years ago, they didn't exist. So why are we putting that on ourselves? You know, like, and I've dating had that thing. A little lazy, a little lazy for me. Like, because the way I use them is very sloth. Like I, 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 I swipe on them when I'm bored or I'm mm-hmm. with a friend at a bar and she's in the bathroom. I don't, I'm not putting my all into to looking for somebody on these apps, the the times of my day and night that I am on these apps are just, ugh, and it's few and far between. So I'm like, I just don't enjoy this, uh, this method of finding human connection. Well, it's, it's a crutch. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't invented. I, I mean, I've said this a few times. They weren't invented for us. Yeah. You know, they weren't invented for people who can go to a bar and meet people. Right. They were invented for people that can't do that. And, th- and listen, can't not being able to do that is fine there's a lot of people who are like i cannot like i am not a sociable person and this is a way to get me out to be sociable and i have the same experience of you you know when you aren't sociable you have the time and the energy to put in and make it like a like a like a purposeful swipe when -hmm. you're going out at night and meeting people at bars and getting set up which the setup is the number one one that everyone wants oh it's the best that's the one people want. And, yeah. you know, when you're having those things happen and then, you know, where do you fill in the extra time? The fill, the fill in time is when someone's in the bathroom, when you're in the bathroom, when you, exactly. when you, when you don't need it. That's not the time I want to be looking for someone. You know what I no. mean? And, and also, too, like, I, uh, I, I, my body can tell if I'm attracted to somebody, but on the dating apps, I, you have to go through the fucking dance and then you finally meet up. And I know in two seconds whether it's going to work or not. Yeah. I, my body tells me, and I always think of this too. Everybody that I've dated or fallen for, fallen in love with, or, or had was sexually attracted to, had I had they had a profile on a dating app and I came across it, I would never have swiped on mm. them because the guys don't know what they look like in pictures. Not not all of them. We just we just don't we don't have anyone. We're not critiquing each other's. Right. Like there's there's no guy telling me to hike up my pants at the hips to angle right. me out. Right. Like, that's just not, you know, like that's exactly. These, so you don't have another eye on you and you're like, oh, well, you know, and so so it, it, it comes across in whatever way it comes across. But either way, it's not genuine who you are. And then like my longest relationships had had I seen their profiles, I would have said no, because I would have been turned off by something stupid. That there should be matter. an app. There should be an app called Hug and you have to go meet the person and hug. And that's your first interaction. So if like you match, you go, hey, I'll meet you at the corner of 2nd Avenue and 1st Street. We got to have a hug. Say hello. And then I'm going to go on my way. Then you'll know. And then think about that hug. Yeah, let me think about the hug. Let me see how it felt. You know what I I would do if they brought it back? And I feel like there's got to be some events like this around New York City. Speed dating. That's got to be. It's coming back. That's the best way to meet somebody because all I need is two minutes. That's it. And now, and if I keep thinking about you after I've already, uh, you know, switched tables with eight other guys, that's surefire way to know I'm very interested in you. I've been hearing a lot about how there's been a lot in New York City. A lot of speed dating things are like popping up now. Oh, good. Yeah, good. yeah. They, I, I just, I saw a couple like TikToks about, you know, you know, but it's funny because women talk about that. You know, that that's a numbers problem. You know, you know, yeah. you know, like that's the, you know, that's the deal with this podcast. Like I have women that listen and men go, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it. But this is from a dude. I mean, this was, this guy writes, um, this guy's looking to get heady. Like, I mean, he wants, he wants a, 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 
a a a flyover conversation about dating apps because he writes my friends were dis- my friend were discussing dating apps and men and women's experiences on them. We both have settings that allow us to see how many people liked us before we swiped. See, that's not great. To me, yeah. that's <laughs> I don't need fuck that. But now you're like now you're on a slot machine. You're yeah. you're trying to get these four. She he writes she had four times as many matches as I did. Wait, this you can spark- tell how much the other person was liked? So you can see how many people liked you before you swipe. So wow. he said she had four times as many people who had liked her as he did. This sparked a discussion about why the genders act the way they do. It's been my theory that women think men are players because they are thinking of the select few of guys that they swiped right on that have all the options. He writes tall, successful. As a 6'1 guy, I get much more matches than my vertically challenged friends uh, that are much more relationship-oriented than me. Do you think this explains the fuckboy phenomena? For every 6'1 guy, there are shorter, more awkward guys uh, women ignore. For the record, I think men want women out of their league, too. Thanks. And then that's it. What do we think? Men definitely want women out of their league. Absolutely. Yeah. But I... Uh... But I think it's, I don't give a shit about height. However, if I'm on a dating app and there's nothing to hook me, there's nothing that's going Mm. to hook me the way seeing a person in real life being in the same room with them can ever hook me. That that will never happen Mm -hmm, on a dating app. mm -hmm. So it's much easier to get tripped up over some stupid thing like he's 5'8". Who gives, I don't give a shit. Like I don't care because that's not, 5'8 isn't, I'm, that's not going to be at all a factor in if I'm attracted to a person or not. This guy, I, I understand his question, but I think it's him trying to defend what, not all men. He's kind of not all menning, yeah. you know. He's like, he's like, well, the fuckboy exists because you women are matching with hot dudes, oh, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to shame him because I understand where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I mean, to be more icky, I would say guys swipe right way more casually than women swipe they right. And that's the difference. Do. And I said, this is something I say on stage, but I, I witnessed it with my very own two eyes. And I unfortunately was not shocked. I was standing, um, I was standing on the subway and there was a guy to my right sitting down on his phone. He had Tinder up. He was mm-hmm. swiping. Yes. On every profile, like somebody had a gun to his head. And then well, I looked up at his face. He wasn't even looking down at his phone. No. He was talking to his friend. And I'm like, what does it say on your bio? A hole's a hole? Because that's how you're acting. Like, that's not how are you going to get a, a connection out of, out of that? This has to do with, you know, like, listen, we give women a lot of societal leeway. We go, you know, Disney princess and, you know, we, you know, we do. Well, it's like we, we give them, you know, look what the Disney movies did to us. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the male one is a little ickier and harder to like say. It's like. Be a man, approach a woman, ask her out, ask her out. So your whole life, you're basically told you need to approach to be approach to, to be a man and to be. So mm-hmm. you get these dating apps where it's all these fish in a barrel that are now, you know, you own a thought in their brain where, you know, mm-hmm. they want to date and you're saying you're, you're swiping going, I'll ask questions later. So that guy that you saw on the subway, he's like, would I fuck or not? That is number one. It's not, and he has no chance of being murdered. He he, murder doesn't play into his mind. Our safety equation, numbers. safety is 
safety is like the last thing we've ever thought about. It's right. like, I don't, do men ever think about their safety? Maybe when you're rock as, as the woman is holding a knife to your throat, you're going, That's oh, yeah, I, I should have seen this coming. You know, like, so like, so he is living in a world where none of these people are going to murder me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's would I fuck or not? And, yeah. and listen, that is to I'm saying this because be a better buyer. Understand yeah. that, you know, the, the guy who matched with you that didn't say hello, that's not about you. You know, that wasn't like, you know. Yeah, it, and it, it does make me realize how, yeah, hearing you say that, it's like, oh, that's why it's so easy for men to be horny. Because they're not worried about being killed. Oh, never. Yeah, I mean, some that's a king for some people. But like with women, it's like, <laughs> I don't know if I, it's safe to be horny around you yet. I don't know if you're going to kill me. Like, I, I can't, I got to, I got to protect that. It's like a dragon. Totally. I got to fucking bury that inside me until you eventually reveal you know, uh, your, your potential, your true intentions, whatever, whatever it may be. So, and so to go back to this person's question of like, you know, the fuck boys. Yeah, of course, because everyone is going, I'll fuck first and I'll make decisions later. Right, and that's why right. like, and, and that kind of goes back to like, he says he's looking for something. All these guys do say, I am looking for something, but I'm like, you know, figuring it out, you know? Right. And so that's why that like question, are you looking for a relationship is just, fraudulent it it is and i wish people i wish both men and women put in where it's so easy for us to put in the work and put in the goal setting put in the time to set goals and figure out where we want to be in this many years with our careers it comes Mm. second nature it's easy to be a hustler with your career we we understand how to do that uh we understand the expectations and setting high standards for ourselves right but with dating it's like all that all those skills go to shit well because you can always say like when you say no to a job you go it just doesn't pay enough Right. You know, like like yeah. it's just math. You know, uh, it's not enough likes. You know, yeah. like so, like I, can't I have a decent life if I worked here, right? Yeah, and then but when you say if you said that to like a person you're dating, hey, it's just you're just not enough love for me. I gotta go. Like you, it, yeah. it is. It's the hardest thing in the world. I, it's hard I, to not take it personal, but it it really isn't personal. And I it isn't. think I would even venture to say cheating isn't personal, even though it feels like the most personal thing that could ever fucking happen to you. What, it what has you, to be like, like them, not you. It, in, yeah, very few cheating episodes are like let me fuck this person to get someone. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's like, but again, like you've put aside their you've rationalized them in a way that is personal because you don't care about that. It's a hard, I mean, all this shit is. The J Train Podcast is sponsored by Endeavor Athletic. Are you tired of adjusting, tugging, or pulling at your clothes mid-workout? Ill-fitting athletic gear gets in the way of being your best on the field, in the gym, or wherever you exercise. That's why Endeavor's small batch craft athletic apparel is made to move with you. I have the, the crew neck sweatshirt and I have the joggers. The crew neck's great, fits well, love it. Keeps you warm with not a lot, you, and it's a very thin layer that keeps you warm. So I, I will speak to that because if you watch my Instagram stories, you see me working out in the field, it works. I wear just that and gloves in 30 degree weather and it's great. So there's that. The joggers are fantastic. I love them. They fit well. They're comfortable. You can wear them out. You don't look sloppy. And I'm telling you, it's just and and what I also like. And they made a they made a decision. Sometimes the joggers have the the zipper on the outside of the ankle. They put them on the inside. Love it. 
I don't know why it made a difference for me. The crew neck sweatshirt they sent is made of NASA space certified technology worn by the Trizar crew. The print of the inside is made of the same material that is on the outside of the spaceship, designed to reflect heat from the craft as it flies through the atmosphere. Okay, listen, I don't think you're out there being like, ugh, I just want to be dressed like the spaceship, but they're putting thought into it. They're making a great product, and I'll tell you, I'm outside working out in the cold, and I wear this, that that crew neck, and a t-shirt, and I'm good with gloves. So... With years of research and performance testing behind each design, every garment Endeavor makes is guaranteed to exceed all performance expectations. And as a JTrain listener, you can get 15% off a checkout using code JTrain at EndeavorAthletic.com. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-Athletic.com, promo code JTrain for 15% off a checkout. Endeavor, you don't give up when the reps get hard and your performance gear shouldn't either. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Truff. Meet your new magic wand of flavor. Boring eggs, boring egg whites, zap. Same old turkey sandwich, poof. Truff hot sauce turns any bland food into a delicious meal right before your eyes. I'm going to, let me, let me, let me, let me just say, I am the biggest Truff fan. I used the Truff pasta sauce, and I call it a dab of fab because, as you know, I sit here and if I'm cooking, I want to be healthy, but I want it to be delicious. So I don't want it. To, I don't like wasting a meal. Truff is a way to do that. You know what I made? I made um, chickpea pasta, and I measured out like the amount of truff that I wanted because I'm trying to you know stay low on calories. And it wasn't that much pasta sauce, but it took the whole dish to a new new level. It just made something, it was going to be a boring Tuesday night, and I'm making chickpea pasta, and I'm being healthy, and it's a little bit sad, because you're like, oh, my last meal of the day, and this is what I'm eating, and then you add in truff, and you're like, whoo, and and they're not wrong. Egg whites, put some on there. Turkey sandwich, get the, uh, the mayo. Oh, truffle mayo. It's a hot sauce with an edge, but they're doing other things. And it started with two college friends named Nick who disrupted the hot sauce industry with their social media skills and genius move to slip some truffles in there. But you don't have to take my word for it. Truff has been fe- uh, featured on Oprah's Favorite Things three times. That doesn't just happen, people, okay? Listen, if this podcast was on Oprah's Favorite Things once, um, that would be the biggest deal in the world. So, you know, and they put a lot of thought into that things list. And it's been named bestseller of the year on the Today Show. Truff's full lineup of products. Here's what I want to get to. Everything Truff does is about taking your meal to the next level. It's their signature hot sauces, but also pasta sauces. Mayonnaise is delicious. Their very own truffle oil, I make it to, I use it to make popcorn on the stovetop. It's great. All their products are infused with 100% real black winter truffle or white truffle. That means no synthetic or artificial flavoring ever. And just for my listeners, they're going to give you an amazing offer. Get 15, 15, 15% off site-wide. That's site-wide, plus free shipping with promo code JTRAIN at truff.com. That's 15% off everything at T-R-U-F-F, as in fire, dot com. Use promo code JTRAIN. The JTRAIN podcast is brought to you by Solo Stove. Being outdoors with friends is the stuff great memories are made of. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. With Solo Stove, you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the fire, I mean, there's no dodging the smoke right now. That's a, that's their big thing. They've created a a, a fire pit that's not going to be smoking all over the place. And right now, you can get a great deal uh, on a solo stove fire pit. Right now, you can get it with 
this promo code, and it's going to be promo code JTRAIN. But before we get to the promo code, I'm telling you, what Solo Stove is going to do for you is it's going to extend your living space. It's the winter time. It gets darker earlier. It's cold out. You want to stay inside, but you've been looking at the same living room since what? November? So you can upgrade your backyard with a Solo Stove fire pit. It's the perfect excuse for getting outside, spending more time with family and friends. Hey, have your morning coffee next to it. Solo Stove fire pits are brilliantly engineered. Brilliantly engineered. I can't even say that word. I'm so excited. Made with premium grade stainless steel and 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing smoke. And you don't have to be grizzly atoms to use it. Your fire is blazing in minutes with a few bits of starter. And since it's perfectly portable, you can take solo stuff with you on camping trips and anywhere chill times are ahead. Shop now, get up to 30 30% off fire pits all month long. Use promo code JTRAIN at checkout to get an extra $20 off, people. Plus, a lifetime warranty and free 30-day return. So get it, check it out, see if you like it. You're going to love it, though. Just go to solostove.com. And remember, you get $20 off when you use promo code JTRAIN. JTRAINpodcast at gmail.com. JTRAINpodcast at gmail.com here with Christina Hutchinson at Christina Hutch go to the YouTube page check out the special she's got tour dates ChristinaHutchinson.com go 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 let's do this one okay you ready mm-hmm. Jay long time listener but not first time writer hope you can read this one big fan uh, coming to see you in Nashville this June. Thank you. I can't wait. I'll get right to it. My boyfriend, male 26, almost 27, asked me, female 24, almost 25, to pay for half of the new hot water heater. So, <laughs> this is very romantic. Wow. <clears throat> Some backstory. We've been together for almost one and a half years, and we've lived together for seven months. It's going great. I actually think moving uh, moving in made our relationship better. He has a great job, and so do I. So money isn't the issue here. My issue is where we stand in our relationship. I don't see the point of paying for something that is permanently his, since I don't own the house he does. Okay, that's a big uh. piece of information. If we uh, That is personally his if we break up. We had a very long conversation about marriage the other day. We both are not wanting to get married anytime soon, but he mentioned that he was scared at the thought of never being single again. That's a big big piece of information. And she writes, and me too. Okay. Oh. I definitely think about how young I am and if this is it, not because I don't love him or think we have a future, but but just because I'm so young. He -hmm. said he's never thought about getting married before, that it wasn't me. He didn't think about marrying but he just has never thought about marrying anybody he does want to get married eventually but it is it isn't his priority and we are we're still too fresh in our relationship to really even know i told him i wasn't sure if i wanted to marry him either and i agreed that it was too soon for us but that i at least thought about marrying him and then if we stayed on this path in our relationship i mean that we are so far away from a water heater that it's like insane it's it's never about the water heater. It's no, never about the water heater. Well, she has made the water heater a the water heater is is the marriage, I guess. Is the relationship? Uh, yeah. Not even any. Uh, I mean, she's going on and on. Our relationship kept growing. That I would want to get married. We understand. Yeah, if you guys stay together, you'd want to get married. Okay. Listen. Not, look at this, this. 
women do this all the time. Not a, she's writing, not even anytime soon, but I want him to know that I think about marriage and I consider him in our relationship when I think about it. Yeah, he knows that. He said he would think about and was glad I brought it up because it was a needed and important conversation, just not something he's ever talked or thought about. Well, it is something he's thought about. I mean, that's a lie. So mm-hmm. I plan to readdress this in six to eight months. Oh, <laughs> the clock is ticking. Wow, she has it on her calendar. Yeah, so my questions. Am I wrong for not wanting to pay for the hot water heater? <laughs> when we don't even know if we're going to get married is him being scared at the thought of never being single again a horrible red flag is it a red flag that i think that's scary too or is this just how relationships work and it's normal to wonder think about that stuff when your relationship is still new thanks in advance what do you think christine oh boy i have so many thoughts well first of all every single relationship you ever have in your life romantically is going to fail until one doesn't and even when Mm. one doesn't fail you're going to die so Mm -hmm. so i i I think pop stay positive Pop culture fucked us up in a lot of ways. And one of them is that it's a failure if your relationship ends. And that's simply not true. And what Mm. that's doing is it's keeping us in these fucking dead end relationships when our gut is telling us there's more out there for me. And we're afraid because we didn't get into a blow up fight and he didn't hit me or I didn't cheat on him or something so crazy didn't happen that I can't break up with him because it's going well, I guess. Both of their gut instincts are coming in right now and they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, but they're interpreting that as as worry and they're blaming it on the fucking water heater. Interesting. You you know that there's something more out there for you. And but you I feel like you don't feel this this writer doesn't feel strong enough. Uh, There needs to be a bigger reason for her to end the relationship, for her to feel good about ending the relationship, because there's something else out there for me isn't a good enough reason for her. Yeah, it, it, it. I don't know if it's. Listen, it it kind of feels like the water heater was someone turning on the lights at the party and being like, "Hey, what time is everyone staying until?" Yeah, you know, like let me let me start. Let's make this sim- more simple. You're not paying for the fucking water heater. No, he owns the house. The water heater is a part of the house that he owns. <laughs> That is not for you to pay for. You pay rent. You are a renter. You are a tenant in his home. I'm sure you guys are splitting the rent. That is part of what, that is his risk as a homeowner. Your Mm -hmm. risk as a renter is that he could kick you out at any time and you could be homeless. There it is. So the idea that you have to pay for the water heater is, listen, I own an apartment. I pay for the water heater if it breaks, not my tenant. So, and I know that in the confusing part is you're like, well, we're together. I'm not a tenant. I'm his girlfriend. No, you are a tenant in his home and that's okay. That there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you have, the- yeah, you have to be honest about the structure of it all. And, and uh, if he goes to resell the house in a year, that new water heater is going to be, is going to up the value of his home because the new buyer is not going to have to buy one. Don't pay for half of that. You're yeah. not seeing any return on it. And she's using this like, well, if we were married, then I would own part of the water. It's like, fuck that. No, no, no. That's not even, that is so 30 steps ahead. But that did get you. <laughs> in the cart before the horse. Yeah. That, I mean, but you did, this did get you into a conversation about marriage and not even marriage. I would tell this person to take a step back. It made you have a conversation about what are we thinking about? And mm-hmm. I think that's a totally normal conversation. I don't really I mean, she writes, I, I I, can't see myself being single too. You're 25. I can understand that's a thought in your head. But this was all prompted by him going, well, I don't know. I've never thought about marriage, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. The idea that he's never thought about, never, yeah. ever, never thought about it. Not once. You guys moved in together and he didn't, because when you, you move in with, 
Yeah. When you move in with someone, you the clock is ticking to the next thing. Yeah. He knows that. Uh-huh. That's the reason when you brought up the water heater, it turned into a marriage conversation because he, it wasn't like. You, right below the surface. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, so right now you have to understand this is his thoughts on planning life with you. Take that information as it, as it may come. If you're sitting, because you're sitting there, she writes like a 30 sentence thing. Well, I would, if we kept us, we going. And it's like, do you like him? You know, now that you've gotten rid of the water heater, are you having fun in this relationship? How many years would you want to be married? And mm-hmm. I would say that. And, and hey, if we're together in a year from now, I'd want to be engaged. Yeah. Let him deal with that. He's yeah. gonna. He's either gonna kick you out of his house or not. Like yeah, either way, you're gonna get an honest answer from him. So and yeah. then you can move on. You can both move on with your lives, whether that means moving on with your lives together or apart. But it sounds like it's probably gonna be apart. But like, I just, I just feel like. <laughs> You know, that feeling of like, there's more adventure out there for me. I just know it. You know, I got that feeling in my 20s. I had that feeling when I was dating my ex of seven years. And I'm like, ah, I'm pretty, and, it, and it, ate, it ate away at me for about three, the last three years of the relationship. And I finally, I, I cut the cord and mm. I was like, this is way better. You're free. Yes. And, and it's, listen, I've been in his shoes where you're like, I got to start thinking of this shit. You yeah. know, like, and, and you go, am I in front of you know is this the life that i'm ready to like jet off with i don't think it's a major red flag to say like it's scary to me that i'm never going to be single again that's a kind of an honest answer yeah i think it's a major red flag to then lie to you that you have not thought of what 30 looks like while you're 27 that's just not how it works not that far away (laughs) yeah jtrain podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com here with christina hutchinson at Christina Hutch on Instagram. This one's called Dating Deja Vu. Jared, feather, feather, big you up and J-Train fan. Hope your advice can come through once again to make sense of this dating conundrum. I keep having deja vu with how things have ended with the last few guys I've dated. Would love your insight. Is it me or the guys I'm choosing? Probably a combination of the both, but okay. Here's the situation. I'll be dating someone for a few months, variety of dates, going out, staying in, meeting each other's friends, consistent communication, regular hooking up, etc. Then all of a sudden, zero contact. I wouldn't call it ghosting per se, but just a sudden shift in the enthusiasm and responsiveness from his side and communication screeches to all. Unsure if relevant, but for context, I'm a female in my late 20s and I tend to date guys three to six years older than me. Similar to a lot of your advice, I don't feel the need to bring up the talk of putting labels uh, or exclusivity on it around the point this happens as things seem mutually pretty good and we're both initiating conversation and plans. Plus, I feel like this is hap- this happens in the quote-unquote fun stage. Maybe seven to 10 dates if you need it quantified before I'd even consider someone a quote-unquote boyfriend. Hmm. I wouldn't call this love bombing by any means, and it's not really happening after a certain type of date and might feel especially relate uh, that might feel especially relationshipy, but it always ends with the same blindsided result on my side. About four years ago when this happened, I ran into this guy into the guy I'd been dating after about a month, and he said things were really busy with work. I know a lot of time these are in the it's not you, it's me rationale like that one, but are every one of the guys in these situations actually so busy they can't even bother to end things over text? Thus, here we are. 
Why do I never get the courtesy of a, I don't see this turning into a relationship conversation? Am I misreading when things are going well? Is there something I'm doing that indicates I'm cool with never getting a clear ending? I know I can't fully avoid being hurt or rejected in dating, but this feels like a pattern I keep falling victim to. So what do you think, Christina? I think no one's going to look out for you the way that you can and will. And totally so- agree. The how you start the tone that you start off on when you start dating somebody, I think is pretty important. And as I've gotten older, I've realized like this person that I was set up with through a mutual friend, uh, that's you know, you don't get set up with uh, fr- by a friend when it's just a fuck, right? Usually, so mm-hmm. that to me, the tone was a little serious already, it was more serious mm-hmm. than a dating app. The dating app, you could say whatever the fuck you want in your profile, but you know, and then when you're in front of each other, it might be a different story. I think it's good to ask somebody, what do you want out of this? Like, what, what do you, what do you want in your life? Do you want a relationship or is it something that you're just more in the mood for hooking up? Because I think a lot of guys might just kind of want to hook up or see how it goes, or maybe I want a relationship, but I have to like you enough. <coughs> like, I, you know, a lot of guys don't, don't really sit down and go, what do I want? Let me interrogate, uh, you know, what I want, what I want my next steps to be in my romantic, uh, portion of my life so you gotta ask and i think if you don't ask it's like the elephant in the room starts to grow yeah i i think i it's funny we've picked up on the same thing because i totally agree with everything you said like it and listen i can't speak for the men we we can only talk to the emailer and i'm looking at this and they sound like a passenger in their dating life yeah. And it's like you're and that kind of goes that goes along with what you're saying. Like, when do you drive? You know, like, yeah, at what, yeah when at what point? Because when you write thus, here we are. Why do I never get a courtesy of an I don't see this turning into a relationship conversation? To me, that's a little too. Uh, what are you waiting on? Why are you waiting for this? And I understand why. But I, I and listen, I do think it's courtesy. I, I agree. It'd be nice. It would but be. like, but that kind of tells me everything about going along. Like, and I, that goes back to like, where do you see this going? Like if you're on a date and you, you know, you make some trouble for some of these people, it's, it just sounds like if someone just went out on every day with me, I'll go, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. They, I, it, it's, it feels directionless. I feel like it's very unlikely that the guy's going to be like, I mean, are you having a good time? Because I'm having a good time and let's see where we're at. We're checking in with each other. It's mm-hmm. kind of, feels like a little maybe the start to these dates that she's going on with these guys when they last seven to ten days maybe it's just a little sloppy with the communication and it's not kind of tunnel visioned into if she wants a relationship there's no shame in making that known up top you know what annoys me sometimes and when i'm in the position of these guys and the seven to ten dates is that it's either i'm in or or I'm ruining the party. I'm either making the party or I'm ruining the party. Right, you know, right, like, right. and that gets exhausting. You're like, uh, you know, like. Because well, the woman, the woman's kind of going off of your gauging your interests. And it's like, well, yeah. if you like me, then I like you. But if you don't, then I hate you. And it's like, well, also you steer your own ship. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you be annoyed at something? I, I think this also has to do with like, you know, their relationship to sex. Like she says, we're in the fun stage. Maybe having sex when you're having sex isn't the time to have sex. Maybe it's sticking to like, you know, you get in the position a lot where it's like, oh, we're not having, like, uh, I kind of wanted to wait because I like them. And like guys feel that too. And then they go, yeah, I'm not going to do the fourth date. I'm not going to get to date seven because I can feel that they like me and it's more important to them than it is to me. That's, That's when guys usually steer off of your, you know, your freeway a little bit, a little earlier. But I would say to her, like, I think what you said is like dead on. Like just like, 
hey, I think going on a first date and being like, t- like, hey, I'm looking for more. Yeah. Like, and, and be, you know, and how do they react? It's, you know, it's like when you, they say, when you go to, you go to prison, punch the biggest guy in the yard in the face. <laughs> you, right, right, right. You know, like, yeah, you ca- I think you got to set the tone. You got to set the tone yeah. for what you're, you know, you're, you're getting the tone set for you instead of you setting the tone for them and never yeah never be afraid to ask for what you want or to make what you want known because it's a win-win you're either going to stop wasting your time or you're going to continue to possibly pursue something that could develop into a relationship yeah and it's like why does this have to be this big secret i'm here to i'm here to find the you know i'm here to find marriage and hope you don't fuck up because i'm gonna leave you if you if if you're not it like i i (laughs) You know, that's the thing. There's no threat in her email. There was no threat of her leaving these guys. Right, and exactly. She's just available and there. It, it felt like that. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Christina Hutchinson. At Christina Hutch. Let's do, I love a lifestyle question. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, this one's a good one. Okay. I don't, okay. So this one's called, how to tell my friends from high school I will never go on vacation with them. You just did. <laughs> yeah. Have them listen to this. I don't know how to convey to my friends from my hometown slash high school that I won't be going on vacation with them probably ever. Some background. I had a tight-knit friend group in high school. We get together during the holidays, etc. when people are in town. It's a mix of girls and guys, but myself and four other girls have stayed the closest. We have our own group chat, etc. Included in this group is my best friend from home. We've been friends since kindergarten. She means a lot to me, and I'm confident we will stay friends for a long time. The other three girls are my issue. They're all nice people. We're close in high school, but since going away to college, making new friends, and now living and working in that same city along with a good chunk of my friends from college, I have realized how much more I like my current friends. Nothing against my home friends. I just have a lot more in common with the people I went to college with, and I genuinely feel like I am 100% my complete self around them. I just dot, 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 like them better. (laughs) Okay. Fair. Here's the problem. These four girls are constantly trying to arrange, quote unquote, girls trips, long weekends away or visiting someone new. Every time one of them proposes this, I just feel like a huge asshole. I do a lot of things with my Boston friends and my boyfriend. We go on trips. We take long weekends away for the 4th of July, Memorial Day and any remaining vacations day I have, vacation days I have. I usually go away with my family. I could make it work to go on a trip with my high school girlfriends, but I just don't want to. I don't want to spend my precious time off with them. That sounds incredibly rude, but it's true. I try to be very intentional about only spending my time with people who really make me feel good and whole. Yeah, we get it. And while they are quote unquote fine, they just don't feel like my people the way the other friends do. This causes an issue for me because I can only make so many excuses as to why I can't plan a trip with them. I feel like a jerk using the not enough PTO excuse because no one has enough PTO and because they see me on these trips with my other friends. So is there any way to tell a group of second tier friends that they are exactly that? Is the polite thing to do to just keep punting it and maybe eventually they'll stop asking me? I'm struggling because it's not like I want to cut them off or have any bad blood. I like them. I like seeing them when I'm home for the holidays. I like hearing what they're up to via text. I just don't want to use my limited time off to go on excursions with them. Is that crazy? What would you do? What do you think? That last sentence is exactly what she should say. What is the harm with being honest? The worst thing, like... I- <laughs> Look, I, I, as somebody who's danced or beaten around the bush and just walked on eggshells over everything because I'm trying to protect others from my honesty, 
It's mm-hmm. so fucking exhausting. And I imagine she's in her 20s because by the time you're 30s, you're like, bitch, I don't want to go on vacation with you anymore. This is not what I, how I want to spend my <laughs> Say it. And let me tell you something. Being honest like that is beautiful because if your friends yeah. get offended, you're not being unkind. You're being honest. I don't want to go on vacation with someone who doesn't want to go on vacation with me. Mm-hmm. I only want to go if you're enthused. And so that should be the attitude of these friends from high school that you're kind of disconnecting with. You've moved on with your life in this way where you still want to be in touch with them during the time where you're home on the holidays, but the relationship is not in in your mind. It is not in a place where you want to be spending vacations with them. And you just have to be honest about that. It's it's so funny. This is where I love being a man because this <laughs> is... Go on vacation with each other. No, we just, uh, you know... There, I read some. There was some article about how like older men have no friends, and it's why they die early. Like it's like you know, like like how many friends does your dad have? Like I, I would think My about dad that. Has like no yeah, most dads have no friends. And, you know, maybe they keep... And now my parents, my dad has friends that he keeps... You know, now he's got a crew, a bunch of cronies. And, oh, that's sweet. But that, but that only happened because he moved to, like, a golf community where people needed cronies and they have nothing else to do. You know, it wasn't... Yeah, and it's like, I read this and I'm like, there's not... Like, I'm on a group chat with high school friends. I go away. I've never had any of them be like, well, when are we going to do the next guy's trip? Like... And again, that's probably being in my 30s. Um, yeah. But also, like, to me, there's nothing to say. Like, I don't and even it's think... it's so exhausting to lie. And it's so exhausting to then think about being on vacation with the friends you want to be on vacation about, posting mm. about it, and then going, oh, are they going to see this? And they're going to... Fuck and you're that. posting that's not on a way to live your life. You are. Post- we're all going to die. Why yeah. would you live your life lying to somebody about what you actually want? And the amount of apologies she made, like the amount of explanation that she had for like why, I, I, all you have to say is, I don't want to go away with these people. They're nice, but I don't want to go with them. She could and it's have like, put that energy into redecorating her room or something. Like you know <laughs> what I mean? There's so many other places for that type of energy. But I do understand where what plays into this is social media. Like she has to make her best friend's story now, and they. Have to exclude them she feels like she's lying to them people everyone's looking at these things there's group chats where you're talking about other people so she's assuming there's another group chat that's talking about her like it's a big fucking fat mess and and i feel for her because she does feel like she and even you're saying say something to me i'm like i wouldn't say a word i'd lie until they stop trying fuck them for me lying is exhausting like it's it's, it's as simple as lie in the world i mean there's a point where you go can't do it and yeah. you know what? The other thing is she pities them. And and that's the hardest part. Mm. She's she's in Boston. She's in the big city. They're in wherever the fuck bum fuck they are. And, you know, what you really need to do is for them to get married and oh, have children. Because the minute that happens, they won't be asking you this anymore. They're gone. And you won't have to make as many excuses. So you really have to hope that one of the guys that works for the town... Um, <laughs> comes into their their <laughs> kindergarten class and you know whisks them away to some two bedroom starter home you know like that's right, kind of what right, you have to, right. you have to hope for. for a man to meet them and suck the life out of them for the rest of their <laughs> lives so that they don't ask you to go on vacation with them but yes. to me that, that's a lot that's exhausting it's a long no that's exa- you're you are right and i'm saying <laughs> I'm saying this from the perspective of never having to deal with this. Like I've net, like, like I have a, I'm going to San Francisco. I'm going to do shows there. I'm going to go a day early and I'm going to go stay with a close friend of mine and from college. The idea, I haven't seen them in, in uh, close friends of mine. Cause I'm him and the wife. We all went to college together and 
the idea that I had to like explain myself to be able to go stay, you know, it doesn't even cry. I called them like, I'm coming. You know, yeah. you know, it just wasn't, there wasn't all of this. In her explanation, I feel like we live in two different planets. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, just like, to me, it's like, say less. Is sometimes very helpful, but I don't oh, know. Oh, very know. helpful. Corinne Fisher taught me that, which you, you guys will all <laughs> witness next week with her. She she so seamlessly is honest with people to the point where we'll be in meetings, professional meetings with like networks, and she'll say something where I'm like, oh, can we say that? And, and it works out <laughs> fine. And I'm like, okay, wow. I've witnessed her just not give a fuck and say the thing. And then, you know, maybe people get offended over it. Maybe people get butthurt over it. Maybe people are like, why didn't you want to hang out with me? But at the end of the day, you were honest. And now you can take a break because I mean, you said your piece. You can sit there and go, can't, can't make it happen. Sorry. Have fun. Yeah. That's it. There you go. That's a good, that's great because that's not cunty. It's not, no, it's not lying. It's not an excuse. You don't have to keep lying. Can't make it happen. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Have fun. And enjoy. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to hear all the stories. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Christina Hutchinson. Our special day. That's the special. It's on their YouTube channel. Guys, we fucked. No, you and the fucked. Um, go to at Christina Hutch. She's got all the links on her Instagram. Let's do one more. I sent you this before the show. You ready? Mm-hmm. First date turned one night stand turned coming back for more. Jared, big fan of everything you do. Here's my situation. Guy added me on Instagram after liking each other's pics back and forth. I finally just messaged him with the classic, hey, you look familiar, and I don't want to hear judgment on this. I had a couple of glasses of wine. I actually think that is the perfect way to approach someone on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you got, mm-hmm. you yeah, liked. her screen name in every time to like a photo. There we go. So, and, and no, this is the dance of social media. I call it tapping on the window. Tap, tap, tap. Hello, like, 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 and then they come back, like, like, like. It's like throwing the rock at the window. It's like you guys are in the 50s. It's very cute. This is perfect. And hey, you look familiar. Let's get the ball rolling. I love it. He then proceeds to ask me out. See, you got what everyone wanted. We go out. Really great date. Then we have another planned date, but our town gets an ice storm, and he invited me over to watch a movie. And yes, I knew what this meant, but we got along really well, and I wanted to see where it could go. I, I think there's everything about this is great. Cut to the next day. I asked him to hang out again. He doesn't respond for two days. Tells me he just needs to see where he is in the couple days with work. Every day after that, this man would call me for at least an hour at a time, but never set a date. I finally stopped answering because this was a turnoff. Today, he messages me on Instagram. The following attached pictures are about three weeks of... Today, he messages me on Instagram. The following attached pictures after about three weeks of not speaking. He's obviously just cycling through Rolodex looking for a hookup, right? Does a man just want to wake does a man just wake up after 3 weeks and decide he misses the girl he hooked up with that one time or what? So let's read the DMs and we'll take out all the names and information to protect the innocent. So you be her, I'll be him. Oh, oh, where where you email me this? I sent that to you. Oh, via email or the chat, sorry. Email. Okay. Oh, okay, 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 hold on. Jared, all righty. LOL, oh wait, you're LOL, So right? he, no, you're LOL. He sent, so he, I guess he sent her something over Instagram after they haven't spoken for three weeks. And God. this is the conversation. And she's asking, she's basically, he's obviously just cycling through Rolodex looking for a hookup, right? Does a man just wake up after three weeks and decide he misses the girl he hooked up with that one time or what? So let's okay. see what. 
LOL, why are you sending me this crying laughing face emoji? Ha 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 ha. I'm serious, LOL. Does this remind you of me or something? Ha ha, no, just giving you a hard time. Well, thanks, LOL. He hearts that. You working? About to be. I go in at nine. Crying face emoji. What? Was going to see if you wanted some mezcal. That, oh, no, girl, that would be fun. But to be honest, I think we're probably just, wait. Oh, I think we're probably just looking for different things. Oh, yay, she saved it. You seem like you're looking for something more casual or whatever, which is totally fine, but not really what I'm looking for. Way to use your words. Well, I don't know about that. I'm open to a relationship. I'm just trying to know what that is. Mm. What do we think, Christina? Oh, my I, gosh. Ugh, this is a whole lot of nope. No, it, you're, you're out. I'm out. Three weeks of silence, and then you don't, to me, whatever's going on, he doesn't have the capacity, the mental capacity to even say, hey, it's a really rough week. Because I've been there. I've been, mm -hmm. I've been, I'll go on a dating app or I'll match somebody and then I'll start talking and then I just fucking ignore them. And then really at the end of the day, what's happening is I don't give a shit enough about uh, pursuing anybody to to make something happen. So it seems like that's the energy that he's working with. And when it's convenient for him, when he has maybe a lull in work, then he's interested. That's I think you're happening. totally right. But I, I think, listen, we can only speak to the emailer, as we said before. We can, and, and I think she's looking for answers from someone who has no answers whatsoever. He yeah. sent you a picture over Instagram. You asked him a bunch of questions, which, and you were very pleasant. This person was very pleasant. She was, uh, you know, well, thanks, LOL, about to be going in at nine. And then he says, let's do some mezcal. And then she's, she's direct. But the, mm -hmm. the problem with her direct is then she goes, Here, here's the one thing I, and I have this belief, just because you did don't mean, doesn't mean you will. Just because you went over to his apartment on the ice storm and you got physical and had a fun time doesn't mean you will go to his apartment anytime he asks. And that's okay. And I think it's one of those things where I mean, you, she writes, I think we're probably looking for different things. I would say if I was to like Monday morning quarterback this, if I was to like give her some revisions, and I'm not saying she did anything wrong because she got the answer of, of no answer. Is of him being like, no, I'm just, I don't know what a relationship is. You, uh, that's insane. You know, that that's just him. That's him keeping the ball in the air. He's basically saying, yeah, he's he's trying to keep you as an option for another time. So uh -huh. keep the conversation going. Keep it positive. Of course, I want relationships. I don't know what that means, though. If I were her, I would say, listen, I'm not looking for something casual. I'd love to get a date. I'd love to go for a drink sometime. Tonight's not the night. Here's my number. Make a plan, and we'll see what happens. And now you've given him the ability to like do that thing because he has no answers. <laughs> yeah, and you know what this is reminding me of? That's that was that's a great response actually. If she fucking came out, uh, that's I'm gonna fucking remember that, Jared. You're good at this. <laughs> uh, you set a boundary. It's like when a parent with little kids. Kids 
kids want the parent to set a boundary. They want to mm. know, they want to test the waters and they want the parent to go, no, 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 I didn't say that. They want the parent to stick because that's order. Then there's structure, then there's a relationship, then there's a bond, right? So, so yeah, exactly what you said. If she would have said that, to me, that is setting a very clear boundary of, I'm not going to entertain this wishy-washy bullshit, but sure. if you want to fuck with me the way I want to get fucked with, with a guy, then that's exactly what we can do. Here's your opportunity. But if you miss it, that's on you. And I love the the example you gave of a child because it me to him it's he's a child he's yeah. it doesn't mean that much to him it's not about you he's not thinking right. of you as like hookup woman he's not a dick he's not ill intended it's just no it's, it's boundaryless now so it's like it's like a person with no skin your organs are just out everywhere and there's no direction <laughs> J Podcast at gmail dot com J Podcast at gmail dot com Christina Hutchinson thank you for coming on this is fantastic thanks for having me you're great. Everyone go follow at Christina Hutch on Instagram that has links to her tour dates, Mm -hmm. that has links to her new special, our special day that's on YouTube, and you can watch it. Make a date night of it. Make it a night. What a special occasion. Go, go, go. And then Guys We Fucked, you can listen to it seven days after it releases on all platforms, so get involved. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back next week. Boom.